So no Wednesday Night Dash this week. So this will probably be a pretty quick episode. Uh, DJ Fluke. Eric Richardson here. And, uh, well, we had the Rolex 24 last weekend. Uh, I don't think it disappointed. You know, what's weird about it for me was, I've, I've honestly, like I said last week, I've never actually really sat down and watched it before. I, I probably watched, I don't know, maybe five hours of it. Actually sat in front of the TV and watched about five hours over the 24. How about how about you? I was able to get a little bit. I watched a lot of it um, through the night, but my wife and I went over to Detroit on Sunday, so I wasn't able to see the finish of it, which was pretty crazy. I, I missed the finish, too. That is fun watching a lot of it through the nighttime. And well, you know, it was actually a lot of fun watching cars go around like oh that's international horseshoe that's bus stop I'm like i just yeah, did that it, in the game last week yeah and it's just I, I was just sitting there i'm like i know exactly where that is oh that's turn four that's turn six up oh, there's the bus stop yeah and i was driving my wife nuts with that um the other thing was it got down to like 47 degrees and there's like you see these cars driving and on the infield you have people with their rvs and they have like a 50 gallon drum and just like flames are shooting out of it they're like, pretty chilly yeah they're like 50 feet from the cars you just see this you know this flaming barrel right behind the track and you know no no harm no foul i guess but um what also got weird is around i don't know about 2 a.m eastern time they cut over off of usa to peacock and the NBC broadcast actually ended. The team left, and they actually just through the night ran IMSA radio. And it was just like the IMSA radio guys, but I mean the sound, it didn't sound like it was radio. I mean, it was good, good quality audio, but it was the IMSA radio guys during the overnight hours from about oh, interesting. Yeah, from about two to six AM until you know, you I think it was USA picked the coverage back up the next yep, morning. Started so. there and then switched and I think the last like hour and a half or two hours went to NBC. Went back to uh Lee Diffie calling the action. So they had a decent, you know, they had a, a who's who of, of the uh announcing crew out there. You know, you had your indie car announcers. I think I re- was it Ricky Stenhouse Jr. made a guest appearance at, at at one point, uh, I, I think didn't see that. I think I saw Hinchcliffe on there. Maybe I was just watching the cars. I really wasn't listening to the announcers that much. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it was, yeah, it was a combination of your NBC IndyCar and your NBC NASCAR crew that were mixed up. You had uh, Parker Kligerman on the, uh, in on the pit wall playing pit reporter, and he actually yeah. got stuck out there until two a.m. and he tweeted at like midnight eastern time he's like i'm out here till 2 a.m and if you tweet me questions i'll ask them to people that i talk to but the catch is you have to watch the broadcast and watch for me to see if i answered your question or not (laughs) so so that was pretty cool um good finish you mentioned already uh congratulations to the um meyer shank team with castro nevis and simon pagino on it third year in a row for them great to see that team with some success the the craziest the craziest thing about this for me is the top three cars race for 24 hours you have four drivers actually the third team of sebastian bourdais scott dixon and i'm gonna botch this terribly rin ringier van der zande 
I botched that, I'm sure. Uh, three, three, Cadillacs. yeah, three of them in there. First to third was separated by 9.63 seconds in a 24 hour race. Yeah, that's just wild to me that that long and you finish that close. Didn't one of the finishes actually come down to like a almost photo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forget which, which one that was. Uh, let's Maybe see. the LMP2? Um, no, uh, FP2. Yeah, 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 LMP2, excuse me. Um, the team of Earl, Bamber, Alex Lynn, and Richard Westbrook won their class by 0.238 seconds. That is close in 24 hours. I think that's right. We... Yeah, I mean, it, it was, yeah, the pass was, NBC put the pass on there for the win. That was, uh, that was a wild finish. Got their, um, got some Rolex watches handed out over the weekend. Not not a bad gig. You drive your car, take turns driving a car for twenty four hours, and you hand it a Rolex. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd be one of four drivers. We kind of saw what that was like splitting time with four of us. No, interesting numbers. I saw it before the race went out from IndyCar. They had a lot of drivers in this field. Was, what, did, um, he had, what was the number? But we had twenty three that have started at least one IndyCar series race. 10 of them have won at least one IndyCar series race. Three of them have at least won a series championship and 11 have won either in or have won at least one Indy NXT by Firestone race. That's that's some uh, crazy statistics. There are only a couple NASCAR drivers on there. I saw Austin Sindrick was in there. Um, I think that might've been it. Yeah, I didn't catch or see really any NASCAR names. Yeah, Austin Sindrick was in an LMP2 with Eric Lux, Devlin DeFrancesco, IndyCar, and Pietro Fittipaldi, who... Is he an F2 right now? I think he is F2. He's done some IndyCar before, hasn't he? Um, Possibly. I feel like he has... Well, and one fun thing, there is a NASCAR team getting ready for Le Mans. Yes. The Garage 56. The Garage 56. Johnson yep. and um, Formula One racer Jensen Button. Yes. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw a uh, trivia question about him the other day. And it was, I think it was from the uh, British Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And it said British Formula former Formula One driver Jensen what? And the choices were like uh, button zipper fly or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. And it was the three hundred pound question. The person guessed zipper. Then, <laughs> yes. um, former former Formula One driver Jensen zipper. <laughs> Mike Rockefeller is the third person on the team. No, now is that a Hendrick sanctioned car? Yes, it is from Hendrick Motorsports. They are getting the next-gen Camaro ready. 
that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how, how that works out. Yeah. Pietro Fittipaldi did eight, six races for Dale Coyne in 2018. I thought I had seen a Fittipaldi name. I mean, there was, well, I mean, obviously we know Emerson Fittipaldi. He won. Emo. Uh, wow. This is crazy. Uh, so Christian Fittipaldi is a first cousin once removed and his uncle is Max Pappas. Oh, I did, did not cool. know that the Fittipaldi and Max Pappas were. I feel like I maybe heard that, but I could just be lying out of my teeth on that one. I, I did not know that. That's, that's where it's, it's just, you, you read about these things and these connections by my marriage and, I just finished this book a while back on Ford and Bill Ford Jr. Who's currently the chairman of Ford, his father, Bill Sr. His mother is Martha Firestone, who is the grandson or granddaughter of Harvey Firestone, the founder of Firestone Tires. So you have literally the chairman of Ford with Ford and Firestone blood, which makes the, uh, I remember the Firestone Ford uh, debacle with the explorers and the tire pressure and the rollovers in the early 2000s led to a nasty divorce between Ford and Firestone. That 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 was a fun Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that that must must have been pretty awkward for for Bill Ford Jr., who we'd love to have on the show. I, you know, open invitation. But anyway, um, coming up this weekend, we have the clash at the Coliseum. Is that what it's officially called? Was it the Bush Clash? Bush Clash. You know, I was like Daytona 24 because it kicks off. I feel like the racing season It does. It really does. The Bush light clash at the Coliseum. Get ready for speed weeks and ultimately Daytona. Oh, breaking news. Well, not so. It's been a couple of days. The grand marshal of the NASCAR Bush light clash at the Coliseum is actor Rob Lowe. I hadn't seen that yet. And I still had a weird sighting of Rob Lowe in person a few years ago, which that was really weird. I'm I'm at the uh food court in the Scottsdale Mall. Or I'm at a, actually at a Starbucks in the food court in the Scottsdale Mall waiting for my drink. And I turn around and I'm just like, did Rob Lowe just walk by me? And I'm just like, no, nah, that's no, no way. But it's like it's it's like the, there's only one person who looks like that. And it's Rob Lowe. And it turns out it was. He was there at like Neiman Marcus doing a like he had like a Rob Lowe cologne or something that he was there for some party release party. And yeah, Rob Lowe just you yeah, know, casually, pretty cool. Yeah, Rob Lowe just casually walked by me. I'm like, what? No, I'm interested to see how this race goes this year. I watched last year's and it's kind of like, eh, what's going on? They're just too wide for the longest time, and just, there's I, I no think... room on the track. Uh, it's just they didn't know what I think. Well, you had the the new car, yeah, that new was car for the first time. They didn't know, what, you know brand new track, brand new track. So it's just like, eh, what better way to break in the new new car with a brand new track that has no space whatsoever? And I think it was Tyler Reddick was the only one who was actually trying to shift during that race, or one of the very few people trying to shift, and he just blew up his car. So I don't know if he'll repeat that strategy this year. 
Um, yeah, it'll be fun to see what happens. They got some experience on it now. They've had a full season running the next gens. It'll be interesting. I, mean, I, I, I know why they do it. I they want the LA market, they want the Hollywood, they want the the celebrities showing up. But I mean it just I don't know, it just seems weird to me to do this event with like, yeah, we're gonna do this and then we're gonna go and grab our haulers and we're gonna book it to the other side of the country for Daytona immediately afterwards. So um, I don't know. I, I don't think a lot of people cared for it last year, but it was a fun gimmick. Yeah. Maybe for two years, but if it doesn't change, I'm going to keep saying it though. Bring back the rock. We got North Wilkesboro on the schedule yeah, this year. North, yeah. Yes, indeed. But, but we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I just another fun thing. They're running mufflers this year at that race. They are, yeah. They're you're using those in the urban areas, and they they were actually testing that Phoenix last week. Um, I I wish they'd give more notice of this because I you know I'm 40 minutes away from the track, and uh, it free admission. You come on it down, come on into the track, uh, and, and see it and. Honestly, like they showed two clips back to back of one with the mufflers and one without them. And I mean, I know I'm much of a difference. I I know my hearing's not great and it's a, you know, it's a phone video, but I I couldn't tell much of a difference between them. People are freaking out like mufflers, mufflers. But my my favorite one though is, you know, they're, they're making rain tires available this year. Yes, that's one of the rule changes this and year. One of the tracks they're having rain tires is Phoenix. <laughs> does it rain there? Yeah, it does. <laughs> just typically not the time when they're here. So I'm like, okay, that's a strange place to do rain tires, but um, geographically. But hey, we got the Super Bowl coming here in a week. Uh, you know, that's it's it's pretty uh pretty crazy time around here so that's right you got a super bowl this year yes indeed i'm heading out to glendale this weekend to, we're gonna take a look and see what the the chaos before everyone really starts showing up I, I see all these advertisements for all these parties that are going on it's like hey come check out guy fieri's tailgate party and uh pop-up concert with dj diesel which is Shaq, and <laughs> this place is going to be insane for the next like week and a half uh, this weekend. So Super Bowl. First time I've been in the same city as the Super Bowl, or I guess the same area. But And speaking and, of those rule changes, uh, updated penalties for a wheel coming off a car. Yep. Good move. We got the change to amount of time teams have to repair cars on pit road via yep. the damaged vehicle policy. Change to playoff eligibility for drivers. I think they got rid of the point requirement. Cars could run in wet weather conditions on short ovals. I'll get to those here in a second. Extension of the restart zone on a trial basis. I'm okay with that one. It'll be mm-hmm. fun. And the uh, choose rule will be in place for more races. And, and most yep. importantly, a clarification <laughs> of a rule. Not a rule change, but a clarification of a rule <laughs> that we will never again see a hail melon Ross Chastain wall ride. I mean, I get it. It's purely a safety thing. If he crashed half the field and somebody got seriously hurt, we'd be talking something different. But man, that was epic. 
you know, he, they, there's the, uh, the, you know, they say there's the, the quote, he had the luxury of it, not, you know, not have been tried. I mean, it, it has been tried, but nobody's one pulled it off to that level. Um, and two, at such a high stakes moment where it was getting you into the, the last four going into championship weekend. Um, that clip's going to be seen forever though. Yeah. And it's NASCAR lore. Now those short tracks, we get Lucas oil raceway park, Martinsville. That would be wild. Milwaukee, New Hampshire, North Wilkesboro, Phoenix, which it seems more, not a short track. The way that yeah. it drives. Richmond, uh, kind of the same deal. But the other one is the LA Memorial Coliseum. How awesome would it be to watch him run in the rain on Sunday? Like it rains like four days a year in Los Angeles. At least we have like a monsoon season here in Phoenix, but it, it, like it doesn't rain. <laughs> like three inches of rain a year in Los Angeles. I'd be interested. I want to see the drivers be safe, but I'd be interested to just see one oval race in the rain if it's even possible for rain tires. Yeah, I feel like I'd we're going to curious see it. to see it. I mean, we we had like where was that a couple of years ago? Was it New Hampshire where it was raining and they they waited and oh. you know, just had all the cars go? Include I I remember Kyle Busch was involved. And he just went sliding off the track. Uh, he was pretty upset as, you know. That was what the, uh, what, Pepsi 400 or Coke 400, whatever, what do they call it now in Daytona for the second race? Um, where they hit the um, rain patch in turn one and everybody oh, set out. Yeah, yeah, there was that one too. I forgot about that one. <laughs> the one where uh, Austin Dillon miraculously made it through a gigantic wreck untouched and to this day i still don't understand how he pulled that off <laughs> i have the photo of ross chastain uh you know his car just right next to denny hamlin <laughs> and everybody's like where did he come from Justin Marks tweeted today, might just leave that Martinsville car alone for a while. <laughs> you think that car will end up in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Part of me wants to say it needs to. I think it the needs to. The other part to. of me is like... It needs to. It, oh, it's it's got to go. Like, you got to put it in there. <laughs> I think uh, if it... If it can withstand the test of time here for the next couple of years and just be one well, of the all-time legendary moments. I mean, it, it, you know, now that they've shut it down, we're not going to see anybody attempt it now or shouldn't see anybody try to attempt it. That it's not like we're going to see imitation copycats diluting it anymore. I, I think it was a good idea. I mean, it also helped that there was only one race left and not sure how well the wall ride would have worked at Phoenix had a scenario happened for that, but you know, NASCAR made it clear that they waited till the season was over. They looked at, you know, a bunch of different things with safety. They consulted with different experts and then they made this decision where 
They cited, what did they say? Rule 10.5.2.6.A, which is basically a safety rule that says that NASCAR could deem something if it or you know, if it risks the safety of the competitors or you know the crews or the fans that they can penalize you for that. Where it's just they just said no, nope, no rule change. It's just that falls under that rule. It's essentially. I wonder if they had money on something because that's definitely exciting and it got a lot of people talking about NASCAR. Well, and Ross Chastain's profile just instantly went way up. There, there was I kind of feel like you want you want something like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, get back to the glory days. You know, you've got Chase Elliott, who's become the de facto popular driver after you know Dale Jr. retires, and then now Ross Chastain, like all of a sudden, is giving Chase Elliott a run for his money on that on that vote. Uh, you got he, Chase and Rowdy is the kind of two big dogs. He so I you know when following week in Phoenix, you know, they have the garages open and the people can like literally walk inside the garage and watch the teams work. And Ross came walking in to his garage for the first time all weekend, and a place just erupted uh with with cheers for, for him and chanting his name, and it's just like oh it's so cool. Uh that you know. We're kind of making fun of him earlier in the year, like, oh, you know, that reckless melon farmer is out there wrecking people. And, you know, he had some controversial wins and his his win at Coda was a little, it was a little, little bit of extra, uh, you know, a little bit of shoving on the final lap there. But we got a, we got a couple weeks until the actual season kicks off. Do you think we're going to see the number of winners that we did last season? Or is it going to balance out now that the teams and drivers have a year under their belt with this car? I I don't think we're going to see quite that number, but I still think it's going to be pretty high. Because I just, there's so much parity in these cars. You know, here's, here's actually my, my biggest question going into this year is Brad Keselowski goes into his new team, you know, in his ownership role of the the newly last year newly named RFK Racing, and was a non factor all year. You know, guys, yep. many successful years with Penske, won a championship there. Any, uh, is he going to bounce back or is he fading out? I don't know. I feel like with how much parity there was on the cars, you would have expected them up front at <laughs> some point. I mean, we we got to a point last year where the Daytona race, because of all the accidents, and you know, we had Austin Dillon holding off Cody Ware for the win. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was that was unique, and you know, like I said, I don't think we're going to see quite as many different winners. But, you know, we have Truex, we have, which I know Harvick is retiring after this season. Truex? Yeah, I'm not. Oh, excuse me. I haven't heard anything about Truex. I know there were questions. If he was yeah, Harvick's show. last year. I have to look.
he has kicked the buck or kicked the pail down the uh i'll let you know in like september it's not even off the radar right now it's not even on the radar so we don't know yet this could be truex's last year Kurt Busch, that we'll, won't have him this year. Um, have we heard different. a return date for him? For Kurt? Yeah. He's running a partial schedule, isn't he? Yeah, it's going to be partial, but has he been fully cleared to return to racing yet? I don't know. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard a thing. I, I wasn't even sure if he was going to race this year. I know he was considering a partial schedule, but you know, I think Jimmy Johnson going to be running the partial schedule. Yeah, Travis, was, Travis was Pastrana trying to get into Daytona. Yep. Yeah. We'll have to do some digging and see if we can come up with some yeah, of this we, stuff for uh, next week. We got some homework to do. So I think we'll wrap on that note. And, uh, Looking forward to a clash. We a got couple days. Cl- clash this weekend. Wednesday night dash goes to Pocono. Um, we got some pretty good, pretty good practice in this week. I'm hoping I can shave another half second off my time. And if I can do that, I think I'll be right up there. Uh, I need a, I need a good competitive race. And I think this is, this is a good, good opportunity. And it's shaping up. I need to try and keep it clean here. I'm, Kind of in an and, unfamiliar position. And for the Chicago race on the 22nd of February, we have a uh, race sponsor. So we we don't have a formal name for the event yet, but uh, the Merch Booth podcast has stepped in and will be sponsoring the Chicago event. And I've got some uh, notes out to the fine people at Jepson's Malort asking if they want to do something together for this so you know, we get some alert giveaways in there or something, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, should be fun. Must next, be 21 uh, races. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon will be blast here next week and then two weeks again in Chicago Street. That's going to be a wild one. I, even some of the uh, stronger drivers in, in the league are not feeling too good about that um i i'm just from my standpoint if i can avoid the meatball flag i mean i'm sure i'm gonna bump and scrape the car up that's that's pretty much a given but if i can stay out of damage territory that i have to pit for repairs might have a chance I also need yeah, to look at fuel strategy and tires too. I haven't. Yeah, I, I need to get through Pocono first. We've done well, some two weeks in Chicago, that. but haven't gone that far yet. I think we might need to have an open practice for uh, for <laughs> Chicago with the group. If you want to join, come on in. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to come see this this mess, but let's play some bumper cars. Yeah, February twenty second. You got a Be preview sure of this of this disaster that's going to be in Chicago in July. <laughs> On the 4th of July weekend. Again, why? Why? I, why that yeah. weekend? Worst weekend. Understand. Worst possible weekend to do that. I don't get it. I don't know. 
Hey, not my call. At FR Racing Online, frracingonline.com. Check out the blog post. We actually uh, got a post up this week on the uh, results from Daytona 24 and some lessons learned, both from driving and a broadcasting standpoint. So check that out. We'll Thanks see you next for time. tuning in. We'll see you.